0: Called Found Faithful, Found Faithful. Uh, as as the uh, promo uh, 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 depict, uh, is that we're all going through temptations. Every one of us will experience temptations in life, and many many people are giving in to those temptations. Every one of us have temptations. No one exempt. Everyone, we all have temptations. Whether at home. Whether at work, whether at church, no matter where we're at, we're tempted to be unfaithful in areas of our life. And here's something that many people do not realize, is because uh, you're a good person in some areas, doesn't mean that you're faithful in every area. And, uh, and I'm not saying about being perfect, because we'll all fall short and, and mess up, and as I say around here, we do pieces of stupid uh, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about doing pieces of stupid and and, and getting it corrected right away. Uh, I'm talking about where we fall into temptation and stay there. And God wants us to live a life where we're found faithful. That when when God looks at us, He's finding a faithful person. And so I want to take you to First Corinthians chapter four, verse two. And uh, I want to I read this to you. It says, moreover, it is required in stewards, and uh, meaning a manager. We're managing this life. We're managing what God's given us. We're managing the time that he's given us. We're to be good stewards of that time. He says, moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. That's where I came up with that message title. Found faithful. So we're all to be found faithful. Faithful in our lives. Isn't that right? And so when God comes knocking at your door, is He finding somebody that's faithful? Where you're being faithful with your life, faithful with your church, faithful with whatever in your life, your marriage and your children and just everything in your life. Are you being found faithful in your lives? Now, here's the thing I had so much content. I'm going to scoot through a lot of stuff in just a very short amount of time so that I can get to where I want to get. Here's what I'm not wanting to do in this series. I'm not wanting to stress the importance of you being found faithful. In other words, I'm not wanting to stress the point that uh, that you need to be faithful here, you need to be faithful there, you need to be faithful there. We all know we need to be found faithful. Isn't that right? What I want to do is, I want, I, want to, I want to show you how to be faithful, where you are found faithful. What's it take to be found faithful? What are some of the things that Scripture says that, that, that we've got to develop in our lives that, that we're found faithful? Not I mean, we all know that we want to be. I believe at the core of every person, we want to be faithful. We want to be faithful to God. We want to be faithful in our relationships. We want to be faithful in our uh, our serve to our service to the Lord in our church and doing what God wants us to do. I believe we all want to be found faithful. But many times, we just don't know how to overcome that temptation. The temptations that are there every day, all the time. How do we overcome those things? Because they come knocking. I'm telling you, they're knocking. Some of you are going to be tempted before, the, before we even get out of this service. You're going, to be tempted to, you're going to be tempted to check out. You're going to be tempted to not receive something that I believe that the Word of God is stressing and saying to you. You might be tempted to say, well, that might be good for somebody else, but that's not for me. That's good for my spouse. Well, she needed to hear that or he needed to hear that. Isn't that right? And so let me give you seven quick facts that I want to talk about before I get into how to be found faithful. And, uh, and actually what I want to do is I want to give you the title of our message today in this series, Found Faithful. And it's this, by the grace of God. We are found faithful by the grace of God. And we'll get into that in just a moment. But let me give you seven facts about faithfulness. Fact number one, faithfulness blesses our lives. And our church. When we're faithful, it produces blessing on us that ultimately will bless our church. Uh, Proverbs 28.20 says this. It says, a faithful man will abound with blessings. A faithful man will abound with blessings. Why wouldn't we want to be faithful? Well, I believe at the core of every one of us we want to be faithful. I just believe that we're, we're struggling with the temptations. I just believe that we're being overcome by the temptations because we don't know how to overcome those temptations. And I'm going to tell you that you overcome by the grace of God. And we're going to talk about that today. Secondly, the second fact that I want to share with you is that faithfulness protects our lives in our church. It protects. Proverbs 13:15 says this, Good understanding gains favor But the way of the unfaithful is hard. And I'm going to tell you, when we get into a place of living a life of unfaithfulness, it opens up the door for the enemy to come in and cause lots of problems in our life. And so when we're faithful, it shuts the door to the enemy and it protects our life. And why does the enemy tempt us? Because he knows that if we give into that temptation, he has inroad into our life. The Bible says that he seeks whom he may devour. To devour means to eat up. He'll eat away at our life a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time until it's devoured up. Third, thing that, third fact I want to share with you here is that faithfulness empowers our lives in our church. It empowers. I, I, really, I really want us to get hold of this because God wants to empower us to do what he wants us to do here on this earth for his glory. There's lives that need to be touched. There's those that are far from Christ that need to be reached. There's people that need us desperately. And he wants to empower people. But he empowers the faithful, not the unfaithful. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me. That word enabled means to empower. I went and looked it up in the uh, Greek New Testament uh, dictionary. It means to empower and so it says here, I thank, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me or empowered me because he counted me faithful. Why did he empower me? Because he counted me faithful. You know that scripture tells us in, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, it says, You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Talking, Paul, talking to a young minister, a young uh, 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 minister. He says, "You need to be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus." Why? Because when we're in the grace of God, we're able to. We're able to be faithful. We're able to go ahead and follow through and do what God wants us to do. But it goes on to say, "In the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, commit these to unfaithful men." No, it says to commit them to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Amen. And so, who is God looking to empower? He's looking for the faithful. Who's God looking to anoint? Who's God looking to to channel his 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 power through and his anoint through anointing through? It is the faithful. It's not the unfaithful. Typically the unfaithful are, aren't aren't available anyway. So let me give you another one. Faithfulness also marks our lives in our church It marks us. What do I mean by somebody being marked? You've marked. We've all marked somebody. Haven't we all marked somebody? Man, they're just unfaithful. Or they're they're just, you know, they're unreliable. That's marking somebody. Isn't that right? And we're being marked by God. Look, look at this. Psalm 101 verse 6 says, My eyes shall be on the faithful. Of the land. And they will dwell with me. He who walks in a perfect or a mature way, he shall serve me. Now notice where God's eyes are. They're on the faithful of the land. And I'm here to tell you, your faithfulness, regardless of your circumstances, is being noted by God, not only by God, but being noted by others. Being noted. You know, I I think of Cindy. Miss Cindy, going through some stuff right now, and and she's here today. Amen. And she and for you that know, for you that know her, I, we love her. But you know what? Just faithful people are taking note of that, and God's going to use that. He's going to take that attack. He's going to use that as a ministry to other people. Amen. He's going to do that, and so. God, you know, marks us. Hey, we're faithful. Do you want to be marked faithful? Yes. I do too. Now, let me just make another couple of comments here about faithfulness. Faithfulness is, is spiritual, not natural. And this is where a lot of people miss it. It's spiritual and not natural. I think we're trying to be faithful on our own strength. You're going to fall short. You need the grace of God. Today, specifically, that's what we're talking about. I'm going to unpack four things during this series that I believe that will help each and every one of us to be poised and positioned for God to use us in a powerful, powerful way. And God's grace is something that I believe that's being untapped by many, many Christians. Why do I say that? Is because I look at so many... People people that are being unfaithful in different areas of their life and it's unfortunate in that they're not being used in experiencing the good that God wants them to experience and the good that he wants them to do through, uh, he wants to do through their lives Amen. so let me give you this uh, Galatians 5 verse 22 it says this but the fruit of the spirit is there's nine fruits but I just pointed out one here it's what it's a fruit of the spirit it's not natural, it's supernatural. It's a fruit as a result of our walk in the Spirit or with the Holy Spirit in our life. If you want faithfulness to come forth out of your life, then it's going it's to happen by the Holy Spirit in your life. He's the one that graces us to accomplish what He wants us to accomplish. Why, does it, why is it I think so many people throw up their hands? is because they want, at the core of their heart, they want to be faithful, but they get so frustrated because they keep falling short. It's frustrating to them. Why? I believe because they're trying to do it naturally in their own strength and they're falling short of what God wants them to do. Come on, this is good preaching. Amen. Let me give you another one here. Faithfulness is is spiritual it's not normal it's abnormal let me let me just say this the norm the norm in the world is to live for yourself and not for god the lord the norm is to live by the flesh and not the spirit that's the norm and, and and let me let me say the bible tells us not to be conformed to this world but be transformed And we're going to talk about the Word of God and how the Word of God will also help us to be faithful. We'll get there. Not today, but we'll get there. I'll actually uh, point out a scripture in a little bit. But I I just want us to see today that God wants us to be faithful. And he's given us the ability with his power, his ability in our life. Romans 8, 8 says this, Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. We can't do it in our own strength. God is the one that helps us to do it. And let me give you this other one too, because I think this is a biggie. His faithfulness is spiritual, not emotional. Uh, If you feel like it, how many people ever heard this said, or maybe you've said it, well, I just don't feel like it. It has nothing to do with faithfulness. It doesn't matter if you feel like it or not, God will grace you to do it, whether you feel like it or not. You, you do it because it's the right thing to do. You do it because God says to do it. You do it because it's going to produce good fruit. You do it because it's going to impact people's lives. You do it because people are watching you and you don't want to, you don't want to give a wrong testimony and be marked as being unfaithful and cause other people to stumble. We do it because it's the right thing to do, it. not because we feel like it. It's not emotional. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10 and verse 58. I'm going to quote both. It says, But by the grace of God, this is Paul the apostle, one of the greatest apostles ever lived. He says, I am, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Notice here, he gives tribute to the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. By God's grace, I've been able to accomplish what I've accomplished. He says, and his grace towards me was not in vain. In other words, it produced results in my life. But I labored more abundantly than you all, yet not I. He says, man, I did. I was faithful, I did more work than anybody, but not I. He stopped, paused, and says, wait, let me make a correction. It wasn't I that did this. It wasn't me being emotional and having the, having the desire to do this. I, it wasn't that I had the strength and the power within myself to make this happen. He says, but the grace of God which was in me. I love the way the New Living Translation says it. It says, yet it was not, but it was not I but God who was working through me by his grace. By his grace. Amen. Verse 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. How are we going to do that if not by the grace of God? So with that being said, let me give you some thoughts that hopefully will be able to, you can take and, and apply to your life so that you can be found faithful in every area of your life. Are you good? Are, we, are you tracking with me? Okay, so how to be found faithful by the grace of God. Number one, let's start with this, because I don't believe it's going to happen without humility. We've got to humble ourselves before God. It takes us saying, we cannot do this on our own. It takes humility. Too many people trying to do what God wants them to do without God's help. You do not have the ability to do it. I don't care how strong-willed you are, you don't have the ability to be faithful without his grace. You have to humble yourself before him. That's why we're having these 21 days of prayer. Because God, we can't do this without you. We don't have the wisdom. We don't have the ability. We cannot grow the church that you want us to grow that's going to impact the people that you want us to impact without your help. We can't grow our families like you want them to grow. We can't have the marriages that we, you, you want us to have. We can't be faithful in our marriages without your help. We need your help, Lord. And it's called humility, that we have to humble ourselves before the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 through 11, it says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submitted to one another and be clothed with humility. Why? For God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Why? Why do this? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, let me say this. What is God's grace? I looked this up. It's amazing. I hadn't seen this before until this time. I'm going to give you three different definitions of grace, and if you'll look this up, if you'll go into into uh, a, a, again a Greek uh, English, uh, I mean a Greek uh, uh, Bible dictionary, you'll find this definition in it, and I want to give it to you. And it's this: God's grace is His divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in our lives. His grace is His divine influence. He influences us in our hearts. Last week, uh, as we were just busy, 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 we had a guest speaker in. We had a, on uh, Saturday night, we had a special uh uh, a special fuel meeting for all of our dream teamers, where we came in, and then we invited some pastors to come in. We we started doing that and ministering to pastors in their churches, their their teams, and offering that to them. and And we had Pastor Joel Stockstill speak to to our dream team plus these different people on Friday night, and then Saturday morning. Of course, uh, Pastor uh, Joel was here, and and, uh, and and man, I tell you, it just seemed like one attack after another. It seems like uh, we had people that were gotten sick, people that called in, people that, whatever, just, they were staying away by the, by, it just seems like they were staying away by the droves. And I knew it was a spiritual attack. One of the pastor friends that, that uh, we invited had a flat tire. Uh, Sunday morning, uh, Miss Cindy, she had a fat, flat tire before church. And it's just all, all kinds of things just happening and And so we were kind of feeling the the stress of that, my wife and i and and uh it wasn't that we were at odds with each other, but uh you know, and I'm one of those people that I see things hey i'm going to tell you let's do this let 's do that, I'm not ugly, just you know we're going to make sure that we're we're dealing with things uh in our church is a church of excellence, and we're not here because we are uh without diligence, without faithfulness, and so we she 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 was already under pressure and so uh, as I was telling her some things I could tell there was some pushback and there was some friction there you ever had some friction with, a, with your spouse a just me <laughs> how, may, how many honest people we have in the house okay put your hands down how many honest people say I had some friction today cool deal all right. Not yet. not yet. Day's not over. <laughs> not yet, but expecting it. <laughs> so we were having some friction. We were having some friction, and, and so what I did is I, I just pulled her in. I, I pulled her into, into the prayer room over there, and I said, "Hun, listen, I am telling people what to do all the time. Leaders lead. That's what leaders do. Leaders lead. Followers follow. Leaders lead. Shepherds lead sheep. Sheep follow shepherds. Isn't that right? And so it's, it's nothing uncommon. Our people know. I mean, our, our leaders know. If, if there's something needs to be told, I'm not shy. I, I, I'm going to say, okay, let's, let's go this. I'm not ugly. It's, we're, we're all in this. We're, we're wanting to impact people's lives. And so, so I told her, I said, it's nothing against you, hon. It's just some things needed to get done. And so I'm not, it's, and she was just feeling the pressure, and you could see it on her face. And I said, Hun, let's pray. That's a radical concept, isn't it? When you're having some friction to pray. And so we just joined in there, and, and it was before service last week, and we prayed. And you know what happened? Changed everything. Let me tell you why it changed everything divine influence. God began to influence our hearts. Our situations didn't change. Our circumstances didn't change. They stayed the same. But our hearts got changed. What did it do? It helped us to stay faithful. To continue to do the right thing. That's what God's grace, it was God's grace influencing our hearts that kept us going down the road on the, with the right attitude, with the right heart, doing the right thing. And, and it happened because we submitted ourselves, we, we, we humbled ourselves before God and says, God, we can't do this without you. How many times do we try to go down the road trying to plow through something and never come into God's presence and ask him, To grace our lives to do what we need to do. Instead, we keep just butting heads with our spouse or other people or or with our circumstances and never, never, never make progress. Is that good? Second Peter, look at this. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Influence in our hearts helps us to escape the lusts or the temptations of this world. When we allow the grace of God to influence our hearts, then we can escape those things and stay faithful, be found faithful in our lives. Psalm thirty-one twenty-three says, Oh, love the Lord, all you saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the proud person. He preserves the faithful. Who are the faithful? The humble. Those that humble themselves are divinely influenced by the grace of God. He, he resists the proud, but he gives grace, or he gives divine influence to those that are humble. Amen? Amen. More of us need to be humble. We need to, we need to quit going down the road, trying to do it on our own, and start submitting ourselves to God. Second thing I want to share with you and how to be found faithful by the grace of God. Number uh, number 2 is by faith. You know, the Bible says that it is by grace, uh, it is through grace, it is by grace through faith that we are saved. Okay? Romans chapter 5 verse 2 says this, through faith in Jesus we have received God's grace. Through faith in Jesus we have received God's grace. In that grace, we stand. But it comes through faith. That means, means it has nothing to do with your feelings. It has nothing to do with your circumstances. It has everything to do with what God has said concerning you, you, you and your circumstances. It's God's grace. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. And when we have that, then we... Along with that comes the grace of God. Again, He's given us grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of Him. And so that grace comes into our life. So with that being said, I want you to understand that grace empowers you. a matter of fact, here's another definition I want to give you. God's grace is unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor and spiritual blessings. It empowers you, it gives you spiritual blessings, it pours upon you everything that you have need of for life and godliness. We read that a moment ago. Um, Pastor Joel, that ministered last week, if you were here and was able to hear him, when we went to lunch, he, sa- he asked me two questions. He says, uh, he says, were you in the military? I said, no, wasn't in the military. And then the second question is, how is it that you got so disciplined? If you were, if you're not, weren't in the military, why is it that you're so disciplined? And I told him I haven't always been this way. And I, like the Paul, the Paul the Apostle, by the grace of God, I am who I am. It wasn't me, it was him working in me by faith, that has brought that grace into my life. And I begin to unfold to him some of the things that I've done over the years. And let me tell you, it started with the word. And I'm going to talk about this more as, 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 as this series unfolds. But I remember early on in my Christian walk, God just bringing to life a word that the diligent shall bear rule. If you'll be diligent, you're going to, you're going to come out on top, you're going to rule. And I grabbed hold of that scripture and I began to confess it over my life and still to this day, every day I make some confessions over my life, over our lives. I confess that I'm, I'm self-disciplined and, and self-controlled in my life. That I'm not lazy or slothful. Every day I speak those things because your your tongue is a rudder that guides your, your, your life and I'm speaking life over my life. And there's power of life and death in the tongue and so I'm speaking those things in my life why because that's through that speaking and through that word that the grace is imparted in my life that has created this discipline in my life to do the things that i do to to have those disciplines in my life and i'm not going to get into the disciplines but i'm very disciplined person and i am not near where i want to be my wife freaks when i say that (laughs) but i want to be more disciplined my aim is jesus christ He's my goal. My goal is Him. I believe He is extremely disciplined. in in, 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 That He's extremely disciplined. Now, here's the thing. We receive it by faith. Not because you think you've earned it. Not because you've merited it. Not because you deserve it. It is by faith faith that God will give you the power to be who he wants you to be. So many people are weighed down under their self-condemnation. They're constantly condemning themselves. And you've got to get past that condemnation. You've got to receive his grace because he says you could have it. And you need to begin speaking it into your life until it becomes a reality in your life. Amen? First John chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. It says, For out of His fullness, the superabundance of His grace and truth, we all have received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, uh, gift heaped upon gift, for the law was given through Moses, but grace, the unearned, undeserved favor of God, and truth came through Jesus Christ. He came and He's given this ability not because you earned it. Because of what Jesus has done for us. And you can also be found faithful in your life if you'll receive God's word by grace in, in, in your life. Amen? One last thought. Let me, let me get through this really quick because I want to bring this to a close. How, do you, how, how, do you be, how can you be found faithful by, by the grace of God? Let me give you this. This is another way that I am so passionate about. It's by prayer. Every day I have an appointment with God. Every day. I don't ever, ever, ever violate that, impo- uh, that appointment. I don't care how tired I am, how full my schedule is. I meet with God every day. I, I cannot do life without him. One, he's, he's my best friend. He's my everything. He's the one that's giving me life. I love him. And so sometimes my flesh may be dragging into that prayer time. You know, I'm, I'm dragging. But I'm telling you, I'm there with all my heart. Lord, I'm here. I'm here to meet with you every day. Prayer. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain. That word obtain means to get. That you may get mercy and find grace in help in time of need. So, through prayer, we receive help. Through prayer, we receive what we need in order to do God's will in our life. So let me give you the definition of grace. uh, Another definition I've been using for years that I believe is proved out in the Word. And it's this, God's grace is God's power and God's ability to achieve God's will. God will grace you to find help in your time of need. God will give you the grace through prayer to accomplish there will be a divine influence in your life that will come upon you to accomplish what it is that God wants you to accomplish in your lives. My challenge for all of us is that we be people of prayer. I had much more to say but I don't. I think we get the picture. God's He's presenting the grace of God to us. He's saying humble yourself. He's saying make sure that you're praying. He's saying make sure that you receive it by faith, not because you feel like you deserve it or don't deserve it. You just receive it by faith and you get into God's presence every day. That's why we're having this 21 days of prayer. You some of you I told you you're going to you're going to you're going to be presented with the opportunity to to apply something to your life. Wouldn't it be awesome if all of us gathered on Friday night at seven o'clock to come and worship and pray? Wouldn't it be awesome that we come here and, and we just seek God? I understand some people can't. I I really understand that. But I understand there's probably more that can than, than not. And so let's come together and let's allow the grace of God to influence our hearts, to influence our lives. And make the biggest (laughs) impact that we can make in our city. God's up to something. He's doing something. And he's called a body to make that happen. Will you be a part of that? Will you be found faithful? And let God use you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Bow your heads if you wouldn't mind, please.